1: Some of your texts coming in this afternoon, I was asking about, you know, did you buy your kids a car uh, automatically when they turned 15 or 16? Because it seems like, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but in my opinion, that that has just become a bit of an expectation anymore. And some of your texts coming in uh, this afternoon, um, if, if this is what you're doing, if, if you have done it, and it's really split. Some of you are like, nope, hell no, I'm not doing it. Others are like, yep, no, we absolutely did it. Um, RH says, I was gifted a brand new car off the lot in 98 when I graduated, $17,000 Chevy Cavalier. I didn't ask, they just did it. I think it comes down to if they are able to do it without struggling financially. Either way, I was grateful. And this one says, hell no, my eldest is 16 now and saving for a car. I'll make sure it's safe when she has a car. I'll totally buy her winter tires, but buy her a car? Not a chance. And then someone else said, you know what? I'd rather buy them a car than taxi them. And then this one, I'd laugh at my kid if he suggested I buy i a car. Let me know what you're doing in your house on this front. And we're going to move from cars just over just a little bit. Something that happens often in cars, in vehicles. You know what? I was watching a news report yesterday on, it was a, a road rage incident in Vancouver where traffic was stopped. Punches were being thrown. A pipe was possibly being used in, in, in the midst of it all. And you know, we've seen some awful road rage incidents in the news here in Edmonton, and there's a good chance either you or someone close to you gets a little wound up behind the wheel. My question is why? What is it that makes some people see red? Joining me this afternoon is Dr. Steve Albrecht. Uh, He's a retired police officer and expert in workplace violence. He's written more than 20 books and is currently working on one called Road Rage 101, How to Avoid Angry Dangerous Drivers or get help if you are one. Steve, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: All right. So what is it? What is road rage? Can you put it in a nutshell or is it a symptom of something else?
0: It's really about uncontrolled anger. And there's also a sense of territoriality that people have in their cars. And also they feel like they're anonymous. So I can do what I want. There's no consequences for the behavior. The police probably aren't around. And that uncontrolled anger is oftentimes driven by stress, personal and professional stress. All those things come together. Not a good mix.
1: It's not a good mix, and it ends up uh, you're behind a wheel of a vehicle on a road somewhere and where it can become very dangerous.
0: Well, the issue that we see, like you've talked about, is weapons, people using their car as a weapon, handguns. It, it's really escalated from people just you know, flipping each other off to pulling over to the side of the road. Actually shooting each, into each other's cars, you think about you know if you did that with your kids in the car, you put yourself and your children at risk. It should be stupid that people do that, but it's pretty common.
1: Um, what about uh, ego? Or is there some is this uh, ego driven at all?
0: I think so because it's related to that sense of territoriality, which mm-hmm. is I do own the whole road and you can't come over into my space. And how dare you tailgate me or? won't let me in and you think of the bad driving habits that people have it really makes this thing worse so cutting people off not letting people merge no signals tailgating speeding these are all the things that drive most of us crazy when you think about that you know i do own the whole road sort of ego piece it's easy for these kind of behaviors to become common
1: i was reading an article that you had written and it said add in unchecked egos the need for superiority narcissistic pride and male genital one-upmanship for example my vehicle is bigger than yours had to chuckle at that but boy it's just this isn't limited to men at all
0: well, you know, we've seen soccer moms do these things as well. When it's oftentimes people feel anonymous, they're driving big SUVs or large cars, and they feel like with tinted windows, no one can see what they are or what they're doing. But their driving really is on display with a lot of people around them.
1: Huh. I, I, I can't quite wrap my head around the space business. You talk about, um, um, you know, this space that, that that some drivers just believe that this is their space on the road and nobody else's. Can you can you offer some insight into that?
0: I think the big issue there is where you come from in terms of the traffic in your community. If you don't have a lot of traffic, that's not typically an issue that you deal with. But if yeah. you look at, at cities where there's just so much traffic and people are always cutting each other off, they're always tailgating, there's always a sense that someone's trying to get ahead of you, or you're trying to be decent and let people in and they just pull ahead and cut you off. It really creates a sense of anger and outrage which we don't often express publicly, we wouldn't do it, but in the anonymous nature of being in our cars, we will.
1: Mm-hmm. Dr. Steve Albrecht joining me this afternoon. Um, so many uh, titles behind your name, a trainer, workpla- uh, workplace violence expert, a retired police officer, and again, in the, in the context that we're talking to you this afternoon, uh, writing a book right now called Road Rage 101, How to Avoid Angry, Dangerous Drivers or Get Help if You Are One. Um, you know, it says right here, how to avoid angry, dangerous drivers. How do we do that?
0: I think you have to really focus on being a good good driver, not get into other people's issues. If people don't drive as well as you do around them, just ignore it and stay safe in your own lane. I think people get sometimes that they feel really you know irritated about somebody else's driving and they want to make eye contact with them or, or give them a gesture or a hand signal or something like that. That's, that's pretty... Um, a good way to get everybody riled up. I, I don't suggest doing that. Just focus on being a good driver. Stay in your lane. Stay safe where you are. Think about what you have at risk when you get into some kind of road rage thing. Your freedom, your safety, your family, yeah. that type of stuff. not what you want to do.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's, it's easy to say to do that, but boy, it can be really hard to do. <laughs> like, really hard. I think a
0: lot of, yeah, I think a lot of people feel stressed when they're going to work or coming home and the traffic and the heat and the weather and all those other things come together. I really focus on What can I do inside my car to just chill out? listen to some good music, listen to talk radio that doesn't get you worked up, focus on being a good driver. Don't get caught up in everybody else's situation around you. Just say, I want to get home safe. That's my function. Don't get caught up in everybody else's driving around you.
1: Talk radio that doesn't get you riled up. Steve, what are you you listening to? Come on! (laughs) Um, When you talk about and and a few other things, too, and you mentioned in one of the articles that I was reading about is, you know, also making sure if, you know, it's because it's embarrassing for example, if you're you're in a vehicle where your your husband is is losing his, his mind over something, or your wife is losing her mind over something, or you're showing your kids that behavior, that should that should tell you something. That should speak to you, shouldn't it?
0: I, I think one of the problems is we don't realize how bad it was till after it's over. Mm-hmm. So when you think about acting out in front of your spouse or your kids and you say, gee, I wish I hadn't done that, or people are oftentimes that I've talked to are quite embarrassed about it, wish they hadn't done it, wish they could call back the hands of time, but they can't. And so mm-hmm. then you say, you know, this, this two minutes that you did this, you got arrested, you got you ended up in, in the hospital or somebody else was injured or killed or you were, it's not worth it. But sometimes mm-hmm. we just can't get ourself out of the forest for that one particular tree which is the person next to us
1: yeah dr steve albrecht joining me this afternoon when is your book going to be hitting the shelves yeah be out in the spring it'll be out in the spring all right steve thank you for joining me have a great weekend Thanks, for Take care. Take care. Dr. Steve Albrecht joining us this afternoon. He goes on to say in an article that he'd written that, um, you know, some folks suffer from uh, it's the other driver's fault syndrome, but one simple answer to road rage, and, and he talked about this, is to simply concentrate fully and intently on your own driving, not to make eye contact or care about the people around you, even when their own skills leave a lot to be desired. So focus on <laughs> what you're doing. and Oh, check. I know, I know it can be really, really, really hard to do, but, um, you know, sometimes doing nothing, um, saying nothing is the hardest thing, but can get you the furthest ahead. Um, you know, you think about, you know, wanting to do, you know, the whole shrugging the shoulders thing or flipping the bird or rolling down your window, whatever it is. Uh, sometimes it's just best to kind of move ahead, look ahead. And I know that is so hard. Um, He also says an easy tool is to practice stress breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Breathing. I don't know exactly what stress breathing is, but I'm going to Google it. And he said, you know what? Perspective is also an important part of road rage prevention. You are you. The other driver is the other driver. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon... Uh, Jay, there's not enough police enforcement. Craig says, uh, Jay, I drive a truck back and forth from Edmonton to Calgary every day. People, most of them speeding who don't like that. I'm going the speed limit. They give me the finger all day. Honestly, though, I don't think I'm even capable of feeling anger towards them anymore. Um, and this one says, um, if I'm driving aggressively, And have no patience, I likely need a bathroom. Your thoughts on road rage this afternoon, how you deal with it. And again, we'll continue the conversation on uh, buying your children... Uh, a vehicle when they turn 15, 16, whatever it is. Um, is that something that has been expected of you as a parent? Do your children expect that, have you? Or are you saying, heck no, we'll work on this together. Let me know at 4960063, you can text me at 63630, it's 315. Want to let you know as well that it's th- uh, a severe thunderstorm watch has just been issued for the city of Edmonton, um, the capital region. So the potential there for severe weather later this afternoon. Friday of the long weekend. Maybe you're traveling. Maybe you're hitting the uh, highway right now. Go camping. Maybe you're going to the mountains. Maybe you're going to Calgary. Maybe you're heading out to Slave Lake, whatever it is. How do you deal with those road ragers? We'll get to some of your comments and a couple of phone calls as well about uh, buying your kids vehicles. So we've been talking about road rage. Jill's on the phone right now because we were talking about kind of cars, two things here: road rage and buying your kids a vehicle. Are you doing it? Did you do it? Was talking to some kids or some uh, members of my squadron out at the base today, and and they were just they were buying like a five hundred dollar car, like a, a beater for the kid. But you know, I guess you know she kind of expected it. What happens? at your place what has happened at your place jill is on the phone hey jill hi how's it going James? good how good. you doing not bad actually i
2: am calling from rocky mountain house so speaking of severe weather we get it to and oh. through here every <laughs> oh my
1: gosh well 10 take minutes it see this weekend you'd you know? be careful
2: yeah you bet um no i uh, bought a beater off of my mom and paid for my own insurance i'm in my 50s yeah you, but i uh, paid for my own insurance my own gas my own tires my own repairs It's a learning experience, I think for kids yeah. that teaches them responsibility. And I think if they're given too much, then they might just be expecting too much when they actually get into proper adulthood.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Um, I, I like the idea of maybe working towards... A couple of people have texted and said, well, you know what, our kids, we've said we would help them. So they raise, you know, a certain amount of money and maybe we'll match it or we'll mm-hmm. help pay for this. I like that idea. And I mm-hmm. guess I guess maybe if you can afford it, And you want to buy your kid a a brand new car, you know, whatever, you know, blows your skirt up.
2: I guess. It could be guilt parenting. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I just, I just, I I, I agree with you, Jill. I think that, I think just handing it over to them is um, just a little too easy.
2: And unrealistic. in the real world isn't that the (laughs) truth (laughs) eh but I do agree with the fellow about buying winter tires for his that's an excellent idea Yeah, great incentive because that's not cheap
1: yeah and teach them how to change the tire
2: also that, you, uh, you have, know, like, go through the owner's manual before you even take this thing onto the road. And <laughs> how to
1: check for oil, because let me let yeah. me tell you, I uh, <laughs> I almost burned out an engine doing that to Jill. Thanks thanks for this. <laughs> have thanks a great so weekend. You have too, a great long care. weekend. Uh, some more texts coming in. Make the kid work up. Work and save enough money, and when they say they've enough, match what they've saved. Teaches them about finances and saving, but gets them a better vehicle uh, in in the end. Greg says, I bought all three of my kids Camaros for their first cars. My dad did the same for me, and I still have that car to this day. Uh, this one says, we bought our newly turned 16-year-old and his older brother their first cars just because we wanted to. It meant we didn't have to drive him everywhere and he can run errands for us. Buses are impractical. It's a $3,500 10-year-old vehicle. It's not too fancy. All right, thanks for that. David, I'm going to get to your phone call in just a second. want to read a couple of these texts, though. Big L says, it's one thing for the dad to buy a $500 car, a $500 car compared to a $15,000 car, you know. Never know. Uh, The deal might be he bought uh, the car, but all other expenses and the kids uh, have to take care of. This one, I'd laugh at my kid if he suggested I buy him a car. And Aaron says, I bought my first car, but my dad helped me with the down payment for my first house in Peterborough. Thankfully, back then, it was only two grand. I paid him back with interest when I sold the house for almost triple what I paid. I've never asked anyone for a dime, and I'd like to keep it that way. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for the text. Keep them coming at six thirty, six thirty this afternoon. Also, we were talking about Dr. Steve Albrecht uh, about road rage. David has called in. Hey, David. Jaylen Nye.
3: It's David DJ R.
1: Hey, David DJ. <laughs> nice to hear yeah, from you. Know who I do. I do. What's going on? Yeah, I
3: took, well, I took the day off, and I was listening to you talk about road rage. Yes, sir. Well, back in '89, I was in Mexico. And there are about 12 lanes, and they were hogging their horns like a. And I was climbing mountains uh, at that time. Yeah. And, and also Yugoslavia, the same thing back in 75. And man, the, the, the other countries, oh, that's a long time ago. They honking their horns.
1: But you're saying no. that you're saying that road rage is everywhere. So my question, David, is how do yeah. you deal how do you deal with road rage? Well, I stick up my tongue <laughs> and give them the middle finger. <laughs> how do you like that, David? Oh, well, you're not alone on that one. David, nice to hear from you. Thanks for the phone call. Graydon's on the phone. Hey Graydon. Graydon? Hi, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. You understand about road rage, huh? Uh,
3: well, I drive the hand aid just about every day uh, <laughs> to and from work. Yeah. Uh, nobody in this city knows how to drive a freeway. <laughs> nobody. Not a single solitary person.
1: Except for um, you? Except for you? <laughs>
3: well, no. I know how to drive a freeway because I drove in the States. <laughs> but when three people have their cruise control on. Oh, I know. All at the same speed. Yeah. Covering three lanes. I know. Okay, and you don't think it's frustrating?
1: Oh, I know it's completely 80... frustrating. They're idiots. Oh, yeah, but
3: Here's another thing. 80% of the people I see on the freeway have their cell phones on and talking to them. I actually saw a guy with his cell phone on his lap. He was not even looking out the windshield. Oh... Uh... So and and you wonder why there's frustration out there? Well, I
1: well, don't, I don't wonder I don't wonder I don't wonder why it happens because it's happened to me and it happens to me all the time. I was just wondering what the psychology about it. I'm wondering like, you know, why can't we just let it go and say, oh, okay, whatever, teach their own. And then, you okay, know why? Me, because it impacts us. That's why. Yeah. Right? Okay.
3: Let me give you a, a, a reason. Safety.
1: Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Yep.
3: yep. Yep. Because these people the people that do this kind of stuff and the people that get frustrated, it's a recipe for accidents.
1: Yeah, you're right. My question, Graydon, is the same when I asked Dave. Do you, do you just kind of keep motoring on? You're driving the Hyundai all the time? Or do you do the whole shoulder shrug or flip the bird or honk?
3: Well, what I do is I put up with it yeah. the best I can. Uh, it is frustrating um, psychologically and otherwise, but The safety thing is the big thing that that is is on my mind, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. both from both aspects of it. And people, stay off your freaking phones on the freeway.
2: (laughs) Graydon,
1: it's great to hear your voice this afternoon. Thank you for calling. Have a great weekend.
3: Yeah,
2: Thank you.